in both of our uh, two of our three readings. The first one and our gospel today, we hear about this anger. We hear about holiness too, be holy. But in this context, our Lord is connecting anger and holiness together. And they're mutually exclusive. It's one or the other. For three weeks now, I've been preaching on the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus standing on top of this hillside that oversees the Sea of Galilee. And there he speaks the Beatitudes and what we heard last Sunday as well. And it culminates in and kind of finalizes with the statement that Jesus makes about being perfect like your Heavenly Father is perfect. Which is to say, be holy. Which, as we all know, is a very difficult thing to do. But this goes back to the book of Leviticus in the Bible. This is our first reading. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the whole Israelite community and tell them, Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And so today we conclude this Sermon on the Mount and this whole theme of holiness. Of course, it runs throughout the year. However, when we come to the end of this, though, the last admonition that our Lord has before he transitions into this so be holy thing is this thing about hate so he's, he's talking in the Beatitudes you know be pure, be meek be faithful, be all of these wonderful things, these virtues etc. but in the end when he finally comes to his last teaching on holiness he's saying love and not hate All right, so hate would appear to be the culmination of all evil, the absolute opposite of holiness. When we think this through, we recognize the seeds for hatred are sown in all sin. All right, so a word about this. Of the seven deadly sins, you know, of pride, of envy, of greed, of gluttony, of wrath of laziness or sloth, lust, etc. Of all of these, if we entertain these things, and if we commit sins according, and they all sins land in those seven somehow, if we entertain these sins, then they ultimately lead to hatred, which leads to death of another. So for example, in heaven, Lucifer, Seeing his beauty, the angel of light, which is what Lucifer means, or light bearer. So he's this angel of the billions and billions of angels. Remember, God made at least as many angels as he's made human beings. There's eight billion human beings on earth, plus all the humans that have ever existed, those to ever exist. God made that many or more. Many, many angels. You get to be the angel who's the light bearer. And the light bearer, Lucifer, sees the beauty and his grandeur and glory that God gave to him. And he begins with vanity, saying, I'm more beautiful than they are. I'm more special than they are. And it goes from there. And eventually Lucifer reaches this point where he wants to be God himself. And of course he can't be God. And then Lucifer goes into a rage, a hateful rage against God. But it began at the very beginning with just vanity. A simple thought of vanity that left unchecked would ultimately lead to much greater sin. And that would be the sin of wanting to be like God and ultimately hatred of God. Adam and Eve in the garden, Garden of Eden in all perfection, 
Their one thing was to be like God. The fallen angel Satan had said, God is lying to you. For he knows that if you eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God's. And what they don't realize is, if I touch that fruit, if I so much as touch it, death will fall. Not only our death, but the death of our children. And so it begins seemingly innocently enough as just this little sin of them touching this fruit will end up in their son Cain murdering their son Abel. Because ultimately this is where all sin goes. All sin ultimately results in the death of human beings. Satan, he loves to kill people. He loves that. Wars and abortion and murder and all of that, he's the author of this. He can't get enough. But for him, it began with a single act of vanity and would ultimately lead to hatred of God and the murder of human beings. In our own fallen nature, in our own fallen world, we can see in our own lives that cheating our employer, we're supposed to work X amount of hours kind of thing, and we don't. We're at work and we're not really working, or we come in late and we lie and we say we came in earlier, whatever it is, that taken to its logical conclusion, never checked, would ultimately result in the death of somebody. And the same is true of gossip, and the same is true of laziness and not doing what we're supposed to do, or lust and impurity, that ultimately the all, if left unchecked, will reach this point of hatred. This point of hatred. For the lustful person who wants what they want, they get the girl pregnant and abortion. There's easy connection to death. But the greedy man who wants what he wants and he can't get what he wants and eventually he gets so angry at what he can't have that he begins to destroy what he can't have. And it goes on and on from there, even in gluttony. Ultimately, self-loathing sets in and it's so bad I would destroy myself. But ultimately, with all hatred, is some kind of death. Ultimately, with all sin, is some kind of death. And so our Lord finishes this instruction, this admonition, saying, Listen, the absolute opposite of holiness is hatred. And hatred comes from anyone who entertains any sin. It all keeps coming back to this place. And if we come to this place... You'll kill each other. That's how it works. So it's not enough to just say, I don't hate. We've got to go all the way back to the very beginning of it and say, I will not sin. Not in my mind, not in my my words, not in my thoughts. All right. I want to finish with this thing about pride of the seven deadly sins. Is that in these seven deadly sins... You see that Lucifer wants to be like God. He can't, so he hates God and must leave heaven. That Eve is tricked. If your eyes will be open, you'll be like God. She wants to be like God. She can't. And in the end, if she and Adam don't repent, and they do, praise God, there will be death. But there still is death in the death of their son, Abel. But ultimately, in this pride, in this place of pride, Wanting what we want, whatever that is, will ultimately result in hatred and killing others if we don't check it and we don't repent. So, 
here's a form of pride that we'd all recognize. I want what I want, and if I don't get what I want, I'm going to do what it takes to get what I want. So I'll cooperate with Satan to lie, to accuse, and to kill, to get what I want. The opposite is true, too. The form of pride known as poor self-esteem or self-pity, which is pride. It's, I reserve, to the, to, I reserve a right to myself to feel badly about myself. And you can't take that away from me. It's my selfish thing. And in the end, it too leads to death. Death of the self or death of others through neglect. Because I wouldn't own what it is that I truly am, what God made me to be. And so we see this on two extremes within the same vice of pride. The one is the haughty person and the other is the person of low self-esteem who keeps who retreats from the world or finds themselves being offended by everything because they can't handle it. But truly, it all is coming from the same place. And it all leads back to hatred in some form and then harming another. Jesus is telling us to be perfect, which means, of course, that he must be giving us the grace. He doesn't tell us, you know, to fly around the room if we can't fly around the room. But he's telling us to be holy, to be perfect like your Father in heaven, which means he's going to give us the grace to do it. Today the Lord gives us the grace to be holy. He finishes his whole three-week-long dialogue on holiness by saying the opposite of this is hatred and death. So choose holiness. Choose it. And by my grace, I'll give you the ability to achieve it. 